Today we have heard a lot of wonderful things, and God has been exalted certainly in song. And this day uh, I want to draw our service to a close with bringing some attention uh, to the, the heart and the focus of worship. And I want to synthesize that idea, kind of collect it across what we've heard this day uh, as we uh, reflect on not only these 82 years that God has been at work here at Starnes Co., but we look towards the next 82 years and what it is that God has in store ahead of us. Because if we position our hearts in the right place when it comes to worship, then whatever may come and whatever it may sound like, we can meet God there and we can exalt him there. And so today, again, as I noted earlier when I spoke from Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verses 18 through 20, you're welcome to turn there in your Bible if you'd like to. The Word of God says this in Ephesians 5, beginning with verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalm and hymn and spiritual song, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Beginning there with verse 18, the scripture says, Do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And the idea here is this, that when we come together to worship, and that may be on a Sunday morning, it might be before our adult discipleship on a Wednesday night, anytime we're gathered together as a family, corporately singing with one another, the Word of God reminds us of this. Don't come in such a way that you lack self-control, but come in a way that you're filled with the Spirit. And what does that mean to be filled with the Spirit? Well, it means this. When you became a Christian, if you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord today, the Spirit of God is indwelling in you. And that is the indwelling of God's Spirit. When you became a Christian, that moment the Spirit came into you. But to be filled with the Spirit means that nothing stands between you and God when you come to worship Him. And the only thing that stands between you being filled with the Spirit of God versus not is unrepented sin in your life. And so what the Word is telling us in verse 18 is to come to worship God repentant. Come confessed. Come laying out your sin before the Lord, knowing that he forgives you. And if you will, and if you do, then you'll be filled with the Spirit of God. And that filling means this, that you can be aware of the work of the Spirit in you in a way that you can't quite understand or even acknowledge when you have unrepented sin in your life. So the call of the scripture is to come each Sunday filled with the Spirit. And how do you do that? Repent of your sin. Repent of your sin. And if you will come repented, if you will come confessed, then you can come with a pure heart ready to worship God. And then verse 19 says this, Address one another in psalm and hymn and spiritual song, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. And so what does that tell us? When we come together repented, we come confessed, we come not just with the Spirit of God in us because we're a Christian, but filled with the Spirit. We can understand, experience, and we have an awareness of the Spirit we don't have when we have unconfessed sin in our life. We come ready to worship God in that way, then we come singing praise through the Word of God. This word psalm here is talking about the Scripture, singing the Scripture. Hymns are principles and ideas drawn out of the Scripture. Spiritual songs are songs we communicate about the work of the Lord in our life. And so when we come together to sing these things together, drawn from the word of God, we can truly worship God. We're called to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We've done that all across this service today. God has been exalted if we've come with pure hearts, full of the spirit, praising God through the word that he's given us. And finally, verse 20 says this, to do that with thanksgiving, ultimately focused on and drawn together upon 
Jesus Christ. Now, I'll tell you this today, as has been noted by these decades of music, there are all kinds of ways to worship God. There was a time in the 80s and 90s in American church culture that was referred to as the worship wars, where churches were having arguments over instruments and music style, and God willing, we have passed that age in our church life in the United States. Because the truth is this, that these things we do here on a Sunday morning are not really about us. This is not for us. This is not for you. This is not ultimately for me. This is not for any of us here. This is ultimately for Christ. We come here to exalt and praise his name. And in his generosity, he allows us to be encouraged and us to be uplifted. That's why the scripture says, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another. Because as we worship and exalt God together, we are uplifted. That is the standard. We are called to come repented of sin, filled with the Spirit, and that when we sing, we have instruments that lead us. We see that all throughout Scripture. We're doing that right in the Lord when we have that experience in our worship. That's the only standard. And if it meets that standard, let us rejoice, knowing that we are praising God when our hearts are right and our worship is concentrated and focused on the Lord. You know, all across church history has been different iterations of that. Early on in the first century, the church would sing psalms. So they would sing right out of the word, God's word from the Old Testament. They would put it to music and they would sing it. And other times during the Reformation period, there was heavy theology in music. So much of the songs that the church would sing were focused on doctrine. In time, the church would identify that there were people out in all kinds of places in the culture learning music. So the church would set music to bar songs so people would know the tunes and they would come into the church they'd have words that exalted God and that's how they would sing songs and times southern gospel would intersect the life of the church we experience some of that in our worship and of course even now today we sing praise songs that are contemporary in nature with instruments that might be a little different than what we've experienced in the past we thank God for the work of our praise team that we just heard we thank God for Billy's blessing over it, Kathy's leadership in it uh, you may not recall, you might recall, I was actually a part of the praise team when it started, and earlier today, one of our members asked if I was going to sing a song to you today. Uh, that won't be happening, just so you know. <laughs> but here's the heart of worship, church, and I want, you to, I want you to log this in, okay? I want you to log this in. I want you to remember this, this message and this, these verses, especially even this day, well past this hour. If we come to worship God, with repentant hearts, we have come and we have confessed our sin before the Lord. And we come and what's occurring here when we gather together to worship is something that is drawn from God's word and exalts God. Whatever it might sound like, whatever instruments may aid us or not, whatever iteration of music we might hear or not, traditional, contemporary those things are not ultimately the concern. The concern is this, is your heart right? Because if your heart is right, you can worship to anything. You can worship to anything that exalts God, whether it be from 1940 or 2030. You can worship and exalt God if your heart is right. And so as we go forward into the 82 years that lie ahead of us, surely things will sound a little different sometimes. We'll have times where we hearken back to a pastime, and time, this will be a pastime. But if our hearts are right and we are repentant, we come with hearts ready to worship, confessed, repentant. If the words that we sing exalt God and uplift his name, then the application of this word today is this. First, come repentant. 
when you come to this place to worship God together, come with your sin confessed. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, it's not about emotional expression, although that happens sometimes. It's not about hand-raising, although that happens sometimes. It's not about crying, although that happens sometimes. If you truly want to be filled with the Spirit of God, you can have that every time you worship if you will confess your sin. That's your first point of application. And the second is this, that worship, when it's based on the Scripture, it's led by whatever instrumentation we may have at that time. If it's doing that, it is right, it is good, and God is honored in it. So let your heart be contented and drawn to the throne of your God when worship meets the standard of the word. And so for us today, 82 years of faithfulness, God's good work, we look forward to the 82 years ahead and more than that. And we as a church will judge our standard of worship ultimately by the standard of God's word, which is this, that we come with repentant hearts and we praise God through his word, whatever it may look and sound like in the days ahead of us. We're gonna close with a song this morning. That's fitting, I would say, right? I'll be down front here to pray if you'd like to. I want the length of time of this sermon noted on record somewhere, okay? (laughs) Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this day. You are good and you are faithful to us as we have been noting this, this day through song. We are just so grateful for your goodness and your mercy. And God, if anybody needs to come and pray, move them to respond and come down this aisle today. Come to this altar today. But God, let the altar of our heart be pure. Let our sin be confessed. Let us set aside preference and everything else that might cloud our judgment and just come to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.